Okay, we are continuing in Chad Gadja. So last week we talked about Churban Bayisheni through Edoim, Edoim. Um, that was the Asa, the Torah, the Shar, was Edoim, and it drank up Klai Yisrael. It um, destroyed Bayisheni. We talked about a guy that compares Edoim to a Chazir, based on the Gemara, but here in Chargaja, it's compared to a Shar. Um, and we said that, because he said that was the Dalit of his Nazikin, Shar Bar Maven Hever, was the four Averis. And uh, the last thing before we move on to the next stanza, he says, so um, Rebrevda brings down, so it comes out that Chorban Bayesheni was for Sinas Chinam, and that brought us the Shar, the axe, which was Edom to destroy us. So he says, why Taka is Edom the one who brings the Einesh of Sinas Chinam? So he quotes a Zayar that seems to say that um, Edom has this Sina to Yaakov Avinu, and the Sina that Esav has to Yaakov is really Sinas Chinam. Sinas Chinam. Why is it Sinas Chinam? Because we've said this numerous times. Now what does Sinas Chinam mean? Sinas Chinam doesn't mean that you woke up one morning and you decide to hate somebody for no reason. That's not an idiot. You know what I mean? That's not, uh, that's not, that's not destroying the base amygdala. That's foolishness. So what does it mean? So Sinas Chinam means baseless hatred, which means to say that I have a very good reason why I hate the guy. The guy took this from me. The guy stole this from me. Rev. Revda, we've said many years... In the story of Kamsa Bar Kamsa, always uses the example of the guy who took the other guy's maftiyaina. You know, it's my maftiyaina. So there's always a good reason why the guy, why you hate the guy, but it's baseless in Tyra because if you really had a moon and the rabbi Nisham and understanding that no one could take anything that belongs to you, and if something gets taken from you or in your perception is taken from you, it's not really that person taking it from you. It's the rabbi Nisham who doesn't want it to happen. Again, that doesn't mean there's not halachas, you know, a steal from people and you could go to Bezdin and things like that. But the bottom line is, the Rabbi Nisham wanted all this to happen. So you shouldn't be hating the person. You're not hating him. That's why it's baseless. It's sinas chinam. It's not based on emes. And that's what we said last week. Sinas chinam is keneged on Eichi Hashem Alekecha in Nasaris Adibris. Lo Yilacha was keneged avaydezara. Lo Yisirtzach Lysinah was Shrikas Damim and Gilei Arayis. Those are the three for the first base HaMekdosh. And on Eichi Hashem... It's connected to Sinas Chinam, because Sinas Chinam, if you believe in Hashem and Ashkoch HaPratis, and everything is from the Rabbani Shalaylov, so you won't hate the guy for it, you won't have that Sinas Chinam. Rabbi Revda always used to say, in Makamsa Varkamsa, in the story over there, it says that he got up and he, and he went to the, after he was a Mavuza over there, he went all the way to Rome, and he went to the Roman Caesar, and he said, Mardubach Yehudai, the Jews rebelled against you. It was a blatant lie, blatant lie. So Rebbe says, I don't understand something. Why did he have to lie? Why did the Rabbani Shem bring about Chorban Bayis, uh, that's Chorban Bayis through a lie? L'chaira, Esav hates Yaakov. You could go tell him they're building hundreds of yeshivas in Yerushalayim and he'd get upset and he would come and want to destroy them. Why through a lie? Again, this was all orchestrated by the Rabbani Shem to bring Chorban Bayis Like we said last week, it was, on the outside everybody was doing Tehran Chesed, on the outside everything looked good. Inside everyone was rotten. So Kaddish Baruch Hu brought a story of a Kamsa and a Bar Kamsa, put them together and showed how rotten they were. Each one couldn't be Mavatar on their covet. Each one thought the other ones being Mavazah them. So on and so forth. So why through a blatant lie? And the answer is, if you remember, we said the same thing by Megillas Esther. Megillas Esther, um, 
the guy writes over there, Tzuri v'lei avlos aboy. Lagik yasher Hashem, Tzuri v'lei avlos aboy. Hashem is yasher. Sometimes you see Hashem brings about things through tricks, like Yaakov Avinu trick Lavan. Like by Parai, he says, Parai, according to the Medrash, when he was coming to Kriyas, to the Yamsuf, to Kriyas Yamsuf, he was... Uh, the Rebbe made it look as if there was no water. It was straight road. And when he got in there, all of a sudden it was water. Why? Hashem had to trick him? And the answer is, because the Kodesh Baruch Hu pays back Midah, Kenegad Midah. And therefore, Lahagir ki Yashar Hashem. Hashem is Yashar. I sometimes, you see things that look a little funny. Sabai. That's not his problem. He's paying back Midah, Kenegad Midah. So we said over there, the guy says that... Um, that Eliyahu Navi was dressed up as Charvaina and he was telling them to chop down all the trees and said, Haman said to chop down all the trees in the garden and that's why Achazverish went berserk and came back in and then finished and it's at the end of Haman. So he said, Haman's going to come to Eliyahu Navi with Tainas. You know, he said a blatant checker about me. I never gave uh, any order to cut down the trees so why did I have to go out through a sheker? Right? And the answer is because it says that for every single day for years he came to Achazverish and said blatant shkar against Kla Yisrael. They're thieves, they're this, they're that. All to get him rates done. You started the story with the Sheker, meet the Kenegamidas with the Sheker as well. And the same thing over here is that Sinas Chinam is based on Sheker, right? It's based on Sheker, it's not Emes. It's not Emes at all. And therefore, since it's based on Sheker, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to show Kla Yisrael that the Midah Kenegamidah, how's the Churban going to begin? Through a blatant lie. That he comes is going to tell um, the the king Mardubachi Hudai. It's a lie. Why is it a lie? Because Sinas Chinam is not based on anything Emes. If you believe in the Rabbi Nishalaylam, things are supposed to happen. What Lagabi? What? Why did I say they stand for Sinas Chinam? So I don't know how much there was, but the Gabi. So why does Esav hate Yaakov? Because of the brachas. Because of the brachas. Lamaisus Mavur, that when he sold the Bechairatim, and that's what this whole Chagaj is based on, when he sold the Bechairatim, the Brachas went along with it. Right? And all of a sudden now, you're all for Taina and Yaakov Avinu that he gets the Brachas. Right? That's not a fair Taina, right? You, you sold it to him. So what are you hating him for? So that's in Aschina. That's in Aschina. So I don't know if they can have a Taina them every single day. Yaakov have to make a whole Mirma with the. With the Say if he, he just come to Esau, it's my bechara. You, you don't get it because he because he won he wouldn't get it because he wouldn't get it. This is the only way to do it. And that's me to take. I mean, what was the lie or lie that Esau because he fooled? He's a fooling Yitzchak. Also came in Yeah, lechayra. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way, but yeah. So here's mavur in the zayir that Esau has sinas chinam to Yaakov Avinu because of the bechara. And therefore, when we are being punished for Sinas Chinam, we're being punished by Esav, by Edom, because he is the symbol of Sinas Chinam as well. So that is why Chorban uh, Bayesheni was through Edom, who is the Shar. Okay, we move on. And the Shaychet comes, and Shech's the Seirah. So, what, who's the Shaychet? It's on page, page is it in your version? Who's the Shaykh? Ben Yosef. This is Mashiach Ben Yosef. He's going to destroy Adam. The reason Rabbi Brevda has it in brackets there, because he writes on the bottom 
that it was taken out by the censor. <laughs> the censor went through it. He was not writing Shi'aragas Adam. You want to talk about Sheikh Ben Yaisif? Do what you want. But not that he's going to destroy Adam. The censor took that out. But in the earlier versions, he says, he sees that it's there. And that is the Gemara that tells us, Ein shal, nimsar el shal Yosef. Yosef is the one who destroys Esav, like it says, so Yosef is the flame that's going to destroy Esav, and that's why when Yosef was born, is why Yaakov Avinu then picked himself up from Laban's house to go meet Esav, because once he had the birth of Yosef, he knew he was safe. According to the Zayar, this Pasuk is referring to Mashiach ben Yosef, who is going to kill, is going to kill Edom. So there's going to be Mashiach ben Yosef that is going to kill Edom, and that's going to be the beginning of the, uh, so to speak, the Gula Hasida. So, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. So now, we're moving along relatively quickly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's say before that. This uh, on the next page is Pirish Beis. And here he says why. How does Mashiach ben Yosef, so here we said now just because the Pasuk says Yosef is the anti Esav. But here he's saying because he's the Shar Bikadusha. Bechar Sharei Hadar Loi Hanamar Alav. Esav is a Shar, right? So to overcome the Shar of Esav, you need the Shar of Yosef. And Bahamas, I'm just thinking out loud here. When you think about Yosef, Yosef is Pum Fakart. Yosef, the brothers babbled him. And what did he say? He said, Oh, it's all from the Rabbi Shalilam. It was supposed to happen this way. So when we're saying that Sinas Chinam is baseless because it's Kenegir Ashkachapratis, and there comes Esav, who also stands for Sinas Chinam. So Yosef who is a, the person who suffered from his brothers, his own brothers, and instead of paying them back, right, Adarab, he said, it's nothing to do with me, it's nothing to do with you even. The Rebbeinam And therefore it works out well why Yosef is going to be the antidote to Esav. But here the guy is saying, because he's the Shar Shebe Kedusha. He has also called the Shar, and he's the Shar of Kedusha, and the Shar of Kedusha overcomes the Shar of Overcomes the shor of Esav. So the sheikhet is the shor of Kedusha. Also, Hashaykhet is Mashiach ben Yosef, who is the shor of Kedusha. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Okay. So then, Vasa Malachamav is Peshachat l'Sheikhet. Story doesn't end there. Then the Malachamav comes and he shechts the Sheikhet. So what is that? So says the guy, Ki Mashiach ben Yosef Yaharik. Mashiach ben Yosef is not going to bring the Geula. Um, and in the second period, on the top of the next page, it says, V'achrakach yislabish samol ba'armilus. Samol is going to uh, dress himself up as armilus. And we'll see in a moment what that means. V'yareg Mashiach ben Yosef. So what's going on? Mashiach ben Yosef is going to be killed. So there seems to be a <coughs> here. When exactly that happens? On the bottom of uh, page uh, of the first page of the Asamalacham Avis, so he brings the Gemara in Sukkah that brings the Pasuk in Zechariah that says, Bisafta Haaretz Mishpachis Mishpachis Levad. So Rashi says this is a Nevuah of Zechariah, and it's talking about Lasil Lavai, that they're going to say, Hespid Amashiach ben Yosef, Shenerag Bemochemes Gaigumogig. So Rashi over there says, Mashiach ben Yosef is going to be killed in the Melchama of Gaig Umagig. And he brings the Marsha there. The Marsha says 
that the begula asida bimher of yameinu. The way the gula is going to work is betchilo yavi Mashiach ben Yosef leshia Yisrael. First, Mashiach ben Yosef is going to come to save Klai Yisrael, and he brings the pasuk ubeis Yosef lahav ubeis Yosef lekash shein zara shel Yosef kaladei Mashiach ben Yosef. Like we said, for Yosef to be destroyed, you need Yosef. But it seems even after he destroys Adam, but there's going to be a lot of Goyim who are still going to come for a Mulchama in Yerushalayim. And at that Mulchama, which he's calling the Mulchama's Goyi Rashi seems to be saying he's going to be killed. And the Gula Shleimah is not going to come until Mashiach ben David is going to come. So the Gemara over there is saying that after Mashiach is going to come, it seems, then they're going to make a Hespid for Mashiach ben Yosef. Machlaikas in the Gemara. If it's referring to Hespid for Mashiach ben Yosef, or it's a Hespid on the Yetzirah that they're going to get rid of, La'asilavai. So that is um, Rashi telling us that Mashiach ben Yosef is going to be killed um, in the Mechab of Goy Gomagai. The Yetzirah. It. When the ghoul is going to come, right? We're going to come to the, what we'll call Eilam Haba. You're going to make a Hespin? The Benomi Yetzahara. And they're going to be Maspid Yetzahara. Wait, else what? Then now we can't even call the Sahara. So there's, uh, yeah, either that, it says over there that it's going to be sort of like a, um, it's sort of going to be like a muster to everybody. It says over there that Tzadikim are going to cry because they're going to say, look what we ha- look at the Nisayinists we went through because of it. And the Rishayim are going to cry because they're going to say, oh, look how easy it was. We should have overcome it. Um, so everyone's gonna, it's gonna be like a time of tshuva, but it's gonna be, you know, everyone's gonna see what was going on and what was real and what was fake. So, it's not so much a hesped that we're upset that it's gone, but it's gonna be a, a maimed. More of a celebration than a hesped. Yeah. But again, yeah, but at that point, see, at that, like you're saying really, that you can't do anything anymore. At that point, whatever you did... You're getting scar for whatever you didn't do. You know that's it. It's over. The bechira of life is over at that point. Okay. On the next page, when he says "achrakachis labish samol ba'armilos," so over there on the bottom he brings a medrash that says that the, so it's a little different version of the story. He says after goygum magoig, it's like six lines in the bottom. Yakum melech acher, another king is going to get up. Rosha va'azpanim, he's a Rosha and a very brazen. V'yasa mechamam Yisrael gimel chadashem. And he's going to make a war against Klai Yisrael for three months. Ushmoy armilus. So that's the, um, the, the guy is saying, it's really Samuel, it's really the Satan, who's dressing up as this armilus fellow. Ve'eluheinai saisav. And this is what he looks like. Yekereach, he's going to be bald. Ve'einachas ketana v'achas gedayla, one big eye, one small eye. His right arm is going to be the size of a tefach. And his left arm is going to be two and a half amas. Remember, amas six tefachim. So one tefach and the other side is, is six, twelve, let's say fifteen, right? So it's a funny ratio. He's going to have tzaras on his forehead. His right ear is going to be closed up. Without knowing anything, and this is way above my above my pay grade, I would assume a lot of this is a mashal. It's not necessarily a matzias of a creature like this, because um, look what he says: Why is one ear closed and one ear open? Because when someone wants to speak good things, so he puts his his clothes there. There, he doesn't want to listen to good things. But he wants to say bad things to him. He gives him his good ear. So. 
So this man just says he's going to go up to Yerushalayim and he's going to kill Mashiach Ben Yosef. Now this clearly said this was after Gaigal Magog. Like Rashi and Sukkah said Mashiach Ben Yosef was killed during Gaigal Magog. And here it says afterwards and he's going to go up there. Why does um, Mashiach Ben Yosef need to be killed? Why does Mashiach Ben Yosef need to be killed? That's a good question. Um, good or bad? I don't know. I, I assume it's part of the Kapara, I think. It's part of bringing the Gula. In other words, there's two stages to the Gula, and somehow the Mashiach ben Yosef, through his death, brings some type of kapara to the to the world that brings it to the next level. Um, okay, and he writes there in the parentheses that this Majish argues on the other Majish. So either way, um, somehow Mashiach ben Yosef is going to be killed, and uh, that's the Malach Hamavis v'shach al So... Again, I think why the guy said it was Samal, because Samal is the Malach HaMavis. Now, in the first passage, it says he's being killed during the war. So where's the Malach HaMavis? There, obviously, Malach HaMavis kills everybody, but that's everybody. What's specific? So he's saying, no, it's specifically the Satan who's coming, dressed up as this Armilus. This is like his last stand, the Satan. You know what I mean? Right before... Right before anything ex- gets extinguished, it gets like a surge of power. Right, it says by... It says, "Uparay hikri vayisuv neisal seneim v'nei mitzrayim neiseacharem vayiru ma'ir vayitzakum neisal Hashem." So I think the Alshech Hakadosh says. I think it's the Alshech. He says that um, that um, that um, that uh, there's no way. We learned this already numerous times in Shir Hashirim as well. That if a nation is going to be destroyed, first the mal it's. It's Sar, it's Malach and Shamayim first has to be taken down, and then you can take him down here. That's why we had Mitzrayim, and the, during the the, the Gullus was, was high up, and then it says, Vayamos, Malach Mitzrayim. So we saw the guy says, Hashem demoted him, time was up, now the Gula could begin. So Klai Yisrael, they thought that this is it, we're getting rid of Mitzrayim. So, however, what happened? So the Medrash says they, the Shemaim was opened up to them and they saw that just like Pari was coming with tons of uh, soldiers, the, the Sar of Mitzrayim was coming with 600,000 chariots. The guy also brought this down in, in Shashirim. Um, six, so they said this and what's going on? If he's still alive, how are we going to, we're done. So they looked up, and they started screaming, what's going on? If he's still alive, how are we going to win? So Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, you're going to see, and the Alshach says, it was Adarabah, because before something is about to be extinguished, it gets this surge of power. So therefore he says, Adarabah, the reason you see it is because it's at the end. That's the last. Now Hashem is going to take care of it and you don't have to worry. And the same thing it seems over here, the Satan knows that the minute if the ghoul is coming, that's it. His job is over. Life is over. He gets that last surge. So the last chizuk uh, against Mashiach ben Yosef, that's his last step. Then, now HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes v'shachat l'malach ha'moves. So, the... Um, so let's see the guy in, in the second Pirish first. And he writes, the Pirish Bey's there, Then Hashem's going to come with Mashiach ben David, and he's going to shech Samuel. That'll be the end. That means Mashiach's going to come, and we're going to get rid of the Yetzirah. And everything that was lost to Klai Yisrael, we're going to get back everything. We're going to get, uh, the Rambam says, Malchus Beis David, we're going to get the Beis HaMikdosh, Mekabetz Nidchei Yisrael, 
everything the way it was when we were at the, at the top of things, we're going to get it all back. So he says, And that's really what he says um, in the first, in the top there also, in the first Pirish. And basically he's coming to answer a question. What, in this whole song over here, in this whole Chagadja, every time that something happens, we repeat everything that happened till then. Like, what's the point of all that? Just go straight, one long story. So he explains what happens in this whole thing back and forth over here was the ups and downs of Kla Yisrael, right? So he says, don't think that the pshat is that each thing was individual. When we went up, okay, that wasn't connected to the last time we went up. Or it went down, it wasn't connected to the last time we went down. Adarabba, the whole Indian of Esav and Yaakov is, Kishazek comes and Neufel. This one goes up, this one goes down. When we're up, they're down. When they're up, we're down. So he writes, not only at the end, when after Mashiach's going to come and HaKadosh Baruch is going to shech the Malachim it's not only at that point that we're now going to get back everything that we had lost. Every time that we went up, we got back the things that we had lost before. Everything went down, when we went down, all those things switched back to Esau. So at each time, it was um, cumulative of from before. So that's why whenever we say something, we say, It's not only that, it's now building on everything that happened before. All of the milas from before, and each time they come. Now obviously they're not going to come back until Mashiach is going to come, but to a degree we got back all of those things. And when we lost them, we lost them all back to Esau. So therefore that's what he writes, Everything went back to them. That's why each time we go back all the way to the beginning, that you should know that it's all cumulative from before. So this is HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to um, is going to um, is going to bring everything back. Is going to bring everything back. So now, he continues the guy and then he says like this. He sort of like wraps up the whole Chagadja. Going back to where we started. And that is why they shechted a Sirizim. Again, by Mechiris Yosef, they shechted the Sirizim, the Chagadja, like we explained. And also with the Brachas of Yaakov and Esav, by Yitzchak, again, Kachli Misham Shnei Gedia Izim. And the Iker Kitrug of Esav is always with the two Seirim of Yom HaKippurim, like we explained all this in the beginning. So, he starts over here and he says an interesting thing. He's saying all of this was dependent on what well, we started off with Esav taking the, Yaakov taking the brachas from Esav and that in Beremez has to do with the Shnei Seirim of Yom HaKippurim like we started off. One is for us, one is for Esav. It's going to bring Taivas to Kla Yisrael. All this that he said in the Hakdam on the first stanza. But he says here an interesting thing. So he says, so Memela what? So Memela, all this happened because of the Chagadja. So everything that happens further in Klal Yisrael, all the different ups and downs have to do with that original Chagadja of the Brachos, of Mechiras Yosef. All of that had to do with each other. 
But now he said a funny statement here, and he said, So he says, the Iker thing is on Yom Kippur, the two Seirim, the Iker Kitshrugam, and that happened, was that was the day of the Lekichas Habrachas. Now, Lechaira, well, yeah, that was Brachas, but the Yitzchok took the Brachas from Esav. Now, Lechaira, what we know till now, and what, how did he say it in the first stanza? Right. So we said, we said there that, um, we said over there the Kamai right the first the first page it said Kemoisha Sirim Shayama Kipurim one's Balakapur, one's the bias Lefias Asatan. so to these Sirim as well, one was for Yaakov to be Makabal Abrachas, and the other one was to be Mephias Asaf somehow. We weren't clear how that works, but somehow we always have to give that prize to to Asaf. But Lakhaira, as far as we know, that happened on Pesach. Right? That happened on Pesach. The, the Pashtas, right? One was the Chagiga, one was the Karman Pesach, right? So somehow it represented what's going to happen on Yom Kippur with the two Seirim. But over here he says, He says their Iker problem is these two Seirim on Yom Kippur, and that's the day that the Lekichas Habrachas was. And that's why the whole schus of the day, what happens on Yom Kippur? On Yom Kippur we send this Shaychad out to the, the Seir Azazel to the Satan. He shouldn't be Makatrig. He shouldn't bother us. And um, and uh, then we shech the, the seer Lashem and we get kapara. And in fact, on the bottom of here, he brings the zayar, and the zayar says that um, it says ubachaydish hashvi. It says vaasisem oila. Doesn't say vikravtem. It says vaasisem. You should make. So why doesn't this say about Rosh Hashanah there? So he says why should it say vaasisem? It should say vikravtem. Says the zayar. So he says because. It says, you should make for me matamim. What are the matamim that we make in these days? Now it's specifically of the time of Rosh Hashanah, but it's referring to the whole Yimei HaTshuva and Yimei HaDin. So he says, the, tafshi, the way you should make is that Anachnu Oisim, just reading the Hebrew of it, we make matamim v'tavshilim v'loidas hasitra achra. On the second column over there, in the top, like in the where he has it, like in parentheses in the Hebrew, he says, "We make matamim v'tavshilim without the Satan understanding what's going on." Why? Yitzchok sends Esav out to go find Averis, go trap Averis, bring them back. So it's like Hashem sending out the Satan. You know, go bring Kitrugim. While he's out the door. Yisrael Naitim Eitzah Mirivka. We get an Eitzah from Rivka. We do all the tefillas we have to do. We blow the shayfer and all these type of things. And then Hakadosh Baruch Hu is Mivarech Kla Yisrael. And then Esav comes back. Yaakov's leaving. He got everything he needs. Esav comes back. He's full with all types of averes for the world. And what happens? It's too late. It's too late. So the Zayar says that what happened in the story of Yitzchak and Esav and Yaakov and Esav happens to us on Rosh Hashanah and the Yimei Hadin as well. In other words, we, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Esav, okay, go trap some stuff for me. And while he's out, we blow the shayfer and we do tshuva and HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, have a great year. And then we leave and all of a sudden Esav comes back and uh, Hashem says, sorry, too late. 
It's very similar to what happens on Yom Kippur, where we also, we throw him a bone, and we say, listen, take the, take the Sir Lazazel, do what you want with it, take Daveris with it, whatever it is, and then don't make us crazy, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you can't be Mekatrek. So, this, what happened on that night, the guy is saying, is a similar thing happens in the Mehadin and Rosh Hashanah and Yom HaKippur. Now, the question here, that he brings on uh, two pages later, is... That um, that when what was this? So was this on Yom Kippur that it happened, or was it on Pesach? So now you could split it up, and the Mekubalim sort of some split it up, and they say, listen, the physical Gashmiistic world story happened on Pesach. That's why there were two Seirizim, one, one two Gedim, one for the Karm Pesach, one for the Karm Chagiga. However, in the Ruchnius in Shemayim, when things were going on, that happens Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur, whichever day specifically. You could split up the two things again above my pay grade, but somehow you could split it up. However, he brings down that the one of the Mekubalim asked. The Lechayretz Mashma, that um, even the Gashmiya story of Yitzchak and Esav happened on Rosh Hashanah. In other words, the Mashmais of the Zayar is that it happened on Rosh Hashanah. And he says, what do you mean? Chazal say it happened on Pesach. And it's, uh, that's Shtayim Pirkei Derbelez like that. So again, so he brings the Chida writes like Kashamidi to Layari Begashmi Klal. We're not talking about Gashmias, we're talking about Ruchnias. The only problem with that is that Rebbe brings down that the Ramah writes, Vyesh Negin Lechal Tapuach Mosuk Vidvash. Right? Some people have a minute to eat apple dipped in honey on Lao Rosh Hashanah. Vitama Dover Kosa Vidarke Moshe Beshem Maril. Why do you do that? Lerames, I'll stay Tapuchim. Why an apple punct? Because tapuchim, stay tapuchim, is a very uh, lofty thing in Kabbalah. Hanirmaz b'mikra re'ei re'ach b'ni k'reach sada. That's the pasuk by the brachas. When Yaakov came in, he says he smelled like the apple orchard. So the, so the maril is saying, why do we eat apples dipped in honey on, uh, on Rosh Hashanah? Because of the re'ei re'ach b'ni k'reach sada. Zok the gain. Tapuach al shem piriy mazaliu mashkasiv kereach sade. What's the reach sade? The targum says chakal tapuchim. It's an apple orchard. Vahaya b'rosh hashanah kiyadua. And the gain writes that it happened on rosh hashanah kiyadua. So it seems from the gain that it actually happened on rosh hashanah, not like the perik of who's saying it happened on Pesach. That's why it's an important thing. The tapuach over there is a major zach. Rosh Hashanah night. So much so that it's brought down in Mate Ephraim, and I think I even printed it in the, my se- in the Sefer that I just put out last year on the 30 days to Simchas Torah. The Mate Ephraim says, let's say somebody doesn't have an apple. Oh, whoever, an apple in Europe, they always had apples. What do you do? So he says, you should use a potato. Potato is an aired apple or a tapua chadama. It's called an apple. It's called a ground apple because there's something specific about the name apple because it's kereach. It's not just any fruit dipped in honey. It's chakal tapuchim. It's, it's, that's why the apple dipped in honey is a simon everybody does. Right? All the other simonim, yesh v'yesh. But everyone knows the apple dipped in honey because I'll pick Kabbalah and based on this uh, thing of Yitzchak and Yaakov and the rei kereach b'ni kereach asad that was an apple orchard that's like a major schus for Klal Yisrael on Rosh Hashanah 
Kavana that we should have a good year. So therefore, says the Mount Ephraim, it's, it's a din and an apple thing. So I many years ago had a student who in, in Yavna, she said in her family, they're, they're all allergic to apples. Something in the excretion of the apples, everybody in the family is allergic. So they used to use a pear or something like that. So I told her that L'chaira, you should use something that's called an apple. So you use a potato or you can use an orange. An orange in Hebrew is called tabuch zahav. Tapuz, tabuch. Well, tapuz, it's tapuach zahav. I said, it's, it's, you know, it should be used something that's called tapuach. That's the whole you say. There's a simon type to dip anything in honey. The bachal in honey, you dip other things in honey as well. But there's something specific about the tapuach, and the guy is telling us that that happened on Rosh Hashanah. The, and even if you go with the chidah, the mekubalim, it didn't physically happen on Rosh Hashanah, but something in the world of uh, upstairs, Ruchnias, something happened on Rosh Hashanah again. Something with the brachas happened, that's when it happened in Shamayim. And that's why it's a major schus on Rosh Hashanah, the apple. So over here, when the guy says, Now, Punti was talking about Yom Kippur. So we're missing in Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah here compared to Pesach. So again, does he mean it actually happened? In Shulchan Aruch, it sounds like Itaka means that it actually happened because he's saying that this is why we should eat it. Um, whether it happened on Pesach in the Gashmis world or not, we're seeing is a shtikamach like this. But that's what he means. So that is why all of these things are schusim for Kla Yisrael. And Bez Hashem will have to stop here. And next week we'll finish it up as he goes through a little bit more into the Indian of Esav being destroyed when Mashiach comes, based on the Gemara in Bechiris with the Sabi de Be'atuna. And uh, it'll work out well, because that'll be the last year, and that's uh, last year before Shuas. I'm saying this will be, we'll finish this Indian. What did you say on a potato? After you watch, you say, I don't know. Chaira. It's something in milk, but you can't add it to something in your book. I mean, if you're going to use an. an uh, uh, uh,